Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? You're wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. You're wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Horwardell joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, it is March Madness. I thank God. Thank God it's March Madness because everything else in, in the sports world is complete hot garbage. So, you know, it is what it is. You're, you're ever the optimist. Never. the beauty of all of this. Apologies <laughs> to... Uh, Apologies to the listeners. A little little technical hiccup this week with the computer that I record on. So I'm using my Mac. I'm using some uh, suboptimal recording equipment because of just where we find ourselves. And we're going to make the best of it. And we're going to ideally get it corrected for next week. So apologies for that. Thank you all. I want to say it again for everybody who tuned into this most recent episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay, episode six this past weekend. If you didn't check it out, you know you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also watch it on YouTube. Uh, we had I think thirteen thousand in excess of thirteen thousand people watch uh, watch on Damn. YouTube last week. So super cool. Uh, <laughs> maybe the thing that uh, I'm most proud of, as sad as it is, we had our first comment in the on the Twitch feed. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, that listen. There's there needs to be a first for something, right? Gotta That's how that first. works. Got to be first for everything, I would argue. I mean, to be fair, if you're not first, you're last. I think Gandhi said that. Gandhi, Ricky Bobby, one of those two. I can't remember exactly who it was. Might have been. Might have been Cal. He might have been. It could have been. Might have been Cal. Might have been. That's Cal Ripken, who was uh, Ricky Bobby's partner. Uh, things are getting stupid right now. This is an underdog. This is you're wrong, and here's why. That's true. It's very true. Uh, I've got BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at all of the fun March Madness lines. We've got some NFL stuff. Hey, Major League Baseball is back. I, I don't think you and I have talked since Major League Baseball came back. We have not on a recorded line. No, we've definitely talked about Major League Baseball briefly. Uh, but not not since uh, not since it went live, which is which is fun. I'm very happy, and it's normal baseball. It is yeah. nine inning double headers. It is no bull like uh, what runner, runner on second trash. Uh, the DH is fine. I'm fine with it. I don't. I, it was time. Yeah, either either get rid of it entirely or add it to both leagues. That's that yeah, was the option. Agreed. Like I'm done. I'm done with this. Everybody has separate rules. It's everybody's playing for the same championship. The rules should be the same for both leagues. It's just the way it is. Seems reasonable. I mean, I'm not saying that and defending it solely because of how much it helps the Phillies for their current situation, but it helps the Phillies. What do you want? What do you want from me? And Hey, these unbelievable bullpen acquisitions are sure to uh, write the, the late innings of Phillies games now with the, with the Familia and uh, who, uh, Brad Hand, guys who were good in MLB The Show 18. I have zero faith in Familia. Zero or, faith. Or Brad Hand. 
I was, I, well, <laughs> I was told, I was told that I was a person who just hates every free agent signing for any team, any Philly team, uh, and draft pick when I shit on the Familia signing. And no, that's just not the case. I'm perfectly fine with signings like Hassan Reddick. I'm perfectly mm-hmm. fine with, I, I'll actually, I'm actually all right with the Brad Hand signing. We'll see. But Familia, we have been a team that has seen him relentlessly and somehow despite being a bad team beat up on him relentlessly like i i don't i don't get it and i know baseball is very weird where guys somehow seem to always just sort of stay in the same division when it comes to certain positions where yeah. bullpen pitching is always one of them um guys just seem to float from one team to another inside their own division and that's just the way it is it's weird but I mean, I I was not overly confident in it. Also, I mean, let's just look at the track record of signing, um, signing higher profiled relievers. Has well, it really familiar, worked out? Really, a higher profile reliever at this point, though. I mean, probably not at this point, but at one point he was. So, like, like signing, it's like saying signing Albert Pujols didn't work out at this point. Well, no, honestly, that's not the worst idea. No, it really isn't. And I almost said he won the World Series, but I honestly don't remember who won the World Series last year. So, I don't know. Because baseball is irrelevant even to baseball fans. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty much correct. But I'll watch. I'll be watching opening day. I'll be watching spring training because I have a sickness. I'll check it out in 2023 when the bigger bases and the pitch clock are in play. God, bigger bases. It's the most irrelevant thing. You want to talk about irrelevant? A bigger base is the most irrelevant thing in ever, just ever. Has anyone explained what the point of that is? I don't know. I think it's only first base, too. I don't think it's any of the other bases. It's just no, first I base. Can't. I don't want that. I just put I, I the want, double. I, I want supersized bases, all four. Put the Great. double base in there. Make the bases trampolines. Let's make this I love that. interesting. Slam baseball. Yeah. Slam baseball. Now, now we're talking. Now yeah, we're cooking with gas. Yeah, you set up a like a series of a series of trampolines so you can you can shoot off of it and towards second base. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now this you're jumping over people watching baseball. You're jumping over the guy trying to tag you at second. It actually still amazes me to this day that slam ball didn't take off more. It was so entertaining. It amazes so me that more people didn't die participating they, in Slam Bowl. Nothing will ever be, and it's an image that's, there's, there are certain images of things that are just seared into my brain forever. Uh, the Willis McGahee knee, uh, that's that's in there forever. Uh, yeah. Napoleon McCallan's knee injury as well for the, yeah. the Raiders is super gross. There's a... Oh, uh, the Gordon Hayward ankle. The, yep, that ankle. There was an angle situation early on in Slam Ball. It was like almost like a behind the scenes, like these were the tryouts. And some dude just came down awkwardly on the trampoline, and it's the Gordon Hayward ankle. That's what it looked like. And they showed it for like a solid two seconds. And that image is forever in my brain. It will never go away. Yeah. There's also. I felt like they lingered on that Hayward ankle a little bit too much, too. Just a tad. Just a tad. There was also. Uh, and this is so, so weird. There's a, there, there used to be you ever, like, sometimes they would have those like cl- random clip shows on like, I don't know, like some of your, your lower end basic cable channels. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like random in- internet clips, like, or not internet at that point, but just random video clips, like 
Max effect or something. I don't even remember no what I don't even know what the show was called. But they showed this clip from like a youth wrestling tournament. And this kid gets picked up and slammed and his forearm just snaps in half. And that like one second clip of him being picked up and slammed down and the forearm snapping is permanent. I remember where I was when I saw it. I remember it's I remember every single thing about it because it's it was that impactful in my life. And now anytime I watch the UFC, I think that could happen at any moment to any one of these guys getting slammed on the ground. Yeah. Quick aside. Uh, and I mean, everybody who's listening to this right now already knows how it turned out. Kyrie has 41 in the first half. Good for him. I, That's, I, congrats. I, I do not like the man, but 41 in the first half is bananas. It's a lot of points. I, I saw the cat had 56 last night through three, and then I went to bed. So I don't even know what he finished with, but I think 41 in the Forty-one in the first half is is relatively incredible. It's That's, not. I would argue that it's just just plain old incredible. I don't yeah, know what it's relative to. Yeah, I I mean, let's be fair. That is the if they're not the best team when they're all playing, uh, and I really just mean Kyrie and KD. You could throw Ben in there too because I'm sure he helps. But um, if they're not the best team in the East, they are the number two team in the East. You have two stone cold killers when it comes to scoring the basketball. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it, there is no one in the East that can compete with that. Maybe, maybe Giannis and Middleton, but Middleton can sometimes be inconsistent, so that's tough. Um, it's they're the best team in the East, and it's, and it's not really that close. Yeah, they also have a a butt ton of shooting on that team, which is. Real negative for everybody else, but real quick, uh, I talked about these Phillies acquisitions. Bavada has them at plus thirty five hundred for the the World Championship odds, the World Series odds. How much money are you putting on that? Oh, man, I'd love to get in before they get this Chris Bryant deal done. So mm. uh, you know, by that you mean Michael Conforto? Just to just listen, I'll take Conforto too. I watched Conforto up close in real life at, when he was at Oregon State. I like that dude, so I'm perfectly fine with that. I mentioned, speaking of Oregon State, I mentioned you on the show like three weeks ago on In Pursuit of a Parlay. I appreciate it. You got a shout out because of your bizarre affinity for Oregon State. And I thought they were just going to get hammered. They did, by the way. Of course they did. They were terrible. But I I threw three in there. Well, I appreciate that. And it's not really a bizarre affinity. I mean, I lived in Corvallis for several years. So, you know, I had an association with the university. Is what it is. They've asked you not to return. That's accurate. I've done. Hey, listen. I'm not going to argue that. I may or may not be banned from from the campus and pre- predominantly uh, the football stadium. But listen, they should have covered. I don't know what to tell you. No, they should not have covered. That was one of the <laughs> locks. Oh, that was one of the locks. It might have been Oregon State, UCLA. They were just yeah, not good. That's I mean, a- e- the easiest bet of championship week. Sorry to cut you off. The easiest yeah. bet of championship week was Oregon versus Oregon State. Oregon was like an eight-point favorite. I, they they won by like 18. Oregon State was terrible this year after last year's magical run to the Elite Eight. Kept waiting for Trey Tinkle to show up, and he never walked in that door. It would be, it would be amazing because he would already be one year. That'd be two years removed from me, the time he last played, so I get hey, it. I don't, I don't fully understand these COVID rules. It's accurate. That is a good point. I mean, Lance Stevenson and Tyreek Evans are playing in the NBA. 
Yeah, I'm glad Tyreek Evans is back. I'm glad he figured everything out, uh, or at least it seems like he did. The, so. alleged, the alleged serious drug problem? Yeah, whatever. I Listen, if there was one, if there wasn't one, I don't know. I'm not here to, to judge or say anything. But it, and if, I'm if, especially not saying anything about that guy who may or may not be involved in some other off-the-court stuff that's not so great. Listen, I'm just glad if I'm glad if it is, if it is turned around and that's the reason why he's back in the league that he's back in the league. So, good for him. Yeah, who would have thought that this season we would see Lance Stevenson, Iso Joe and Tyreek Evans playing? All we really know, all we really need is OJ Mayo. That's that's the the he's, final he's piece of this puzzle. He is. Yeah, he's just been playing professionally in China. Oh, better not be a Shanghai Shark. I don't think he is. Me. <laughs> let's talk uh let's talk nfl offseason before we get into the college basketball stuff real quick um quarterback signings the big one so far bridgewater goes to the dolphins trubisky to the steelers tyrod taylor to the giants and a bunch of re-signs i guess trubisky is the big name here do you think he can be a legitimate starting quarterback in the nfl I mean, I'd like to see him in somebody else's offense, and that's what we're yeah. going to get a chance to see. And I'd also like to see the Steelers with a guy who can actually throw a consistent spiral, right? I mean, so not, not this year, then. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. His spiral's got to be better than Big Ben's arm hanging off spiral. How how jealous do you think Ben was when he saw Brady do the comeback? I think <laughs> I think that had to have fallen right into Big Ben's lap, like um. Maybe, maybe we'll dust off the cleats one more time. But no, I think I think you might as well take a flyer on a guy. He got a nice year to sit behind arguably somebody who's a top three quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah. And, you know, it, that that may be able to help him. And plus, he's a guy with experience. It's a, star, a guy with starting experience. Let him go out there, compete against Rudolph, compete against Dwayne Haskins or whatever. I mean, obviously, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a competition, but, yeah. you know, let him let him let's see it's it's not financially backbreaking and if you're bad you know get a better draft pick in a year that might matter no they signed him for backup quarterback money so if they get starting quarterback player even anything close to it it's a it's a real value proposition for them you know you mentioned a pretty good player that he was sitting behind Josh Allen the favorite at Pavada to win the uh win the MVP next year however from what i can tell Mitch Trubisky not listed I I can't believe it. That seems shocking to me. Now that he might be a starter, you got to get him on the list. Running backs. Uh, Chase Edmonds, two years with the Dolphins. J.D. McKissick goes to the Bills, two years. Those are the big ones. I mean, McKissick, McKissick to the Bills adds, adds an element that they don't really have. Zach Moss was nothing, has been nothing but a disappointment. Singletary's fine. Yeah. He's just, again, not consistent enough. McKissick gives them a little bit of a change of pace that I don't think they necessarily had between those two guys. Um, that's something they needed. They need to open up to give Allen even more options. Plus, McKissick can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think that's another piece that they were kind of missing. I think he's going to be a, a little bit more impactful than we think. And then with Edmonds, I mean, to me, it feels like Miami is the place where running backs, like generic running backs, go to die. Yeah, um, unless you're Duke Johnson. Yeah, sure. That's actually very accurate. But, uh, you know, everybody that's gone there recently who's had any sort of success elsewhere seems to get there and just not do really anything. So, 
you know, I guess take a flyer on it. Why not see see what happens? But I don't know if I trust it necessarily. Wide receivers. Uh, Mike Williams resigns for $20 million a year. Mike Gallup resigns for 12 and a half a year. The uh, <laughs> Braxton Berrios resigns. Zay Jones gets three years, $24 million. Cedric Wilson, three years, $22 million with the Dolphins. Jones, the, the Jaguars. Russell Gage, three years, $30 million with the Bucks. DJ Chark, one year, 10 with the Lions. And you knew I was going to end this <laughs> at Christian Kirk. Four years, up to $84 million. The Jaguars just throwing cash around. Like, yeah. crazy money for for Christian Kirk. I liked Christian Kirk coming out of college. I thought he was perfectly fine at Texas A&M. I thought that he could be productive and he sort of got overshadowed uh, in Arizona. Mm. I just, that's, that's number one money. I don't know if he's number one, No, like not even, not even close. Somebody put the list up and he's like the fourth highest, the fourth or third, fourth highest third. paid wide receiver. That's insane. That's yeah, insane. Behind Nuke and, um, that number Monte is, Adams. Well, uh, I, mean, I, I don't think Adams is in the franchise. So I think he's technically slightly lower right now. Maybe fourth. But when you know, Devonte Adams and Chris Godwin have to be absolutely thrilled right now. Yeah, absolutely. That sets the market for absolute paydays next year. Like well, Adams is going to be this year. He says he won't play on the franchise tag. Well, perfect. Even better. Rogers signed that that team health uh, team team. Helpful deal. Cap friendly. There it is. Cap friendly deal um, for them. So why not? Why not hammer at home and get paid Devante? Devante plus 6,000 at Bavada to win the, uh, win the MVP next year. And I would argue that he should be uh, about minus 10,000 to be the highest paid wide receiver when the season starts. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. He's like, he deserves every dollar that he gets. I mean, absolutely. I just don't. I, I'm still. I'm so dumbfounded by what the Jaguars are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like I know they had very limited wide receiver talent. Uh, injuries didn't help and things like that. But it just. It seems. It seems baffling to me to spend that much money on guys who, you know, like general third and fourth wide receivers on teams and you're giving them one and two money. Like it's maybe not Zay Jones to that level, but like, it's just the, the Christian Kirk deal is bananas. Tony Khan, Tony Khan must be trying to get the AEW contracts in uh, to the Jaguar salary cap. Who's Tony? Tony, Tony, Khan. Tony Khan is the son of Shad Khan, who oh, owns AEW wrestling. Yeah. Okay, uh, there, yeah. there's where I don't understand things. It's okay. Uh, oh, hold on. Uh, R.I.P. Razor Ramon. Scott oh, Hall. Oh, for sure. Everybody Absolute. Go- Sorry. No, go ahead. Everybody, go watch uh, the uh, the Jake the Snake Roberts documentary that he ends up on. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. A guy who had tons of demons, turned his life around, was seemingly doing much, much better, and then I guess life catches up to you at a certain point. Uh, he was, what, 71? That's pretty old. Uh, he's 62. 62? Really? Yeah. Something like that. 58 to 22. Yeah, 62. 64? Okay. Maybe 64. All right. Uh, let's, let's look this up. 
it's it's sixty three or sixty four. No older than 63, that. Yeah. yeah, it's you know it's crazy, absolutely 63 crazy. Is pretty old for a wrestler too. Oh, well, it definitely is. It definitely you don't they don't always uh, they don't always make it that far, and especially one with his track record. But uh, just an absolute pillar of of the world uh, the world of wrestling. So bu- a big bummer to see that. R.I.P. to the bad guy. Absolutely. Um, I actually ended up watching rewatching for like the 700th time the nwo documentary on the wwe network aka peacock and then also last night decided it's time we're going back to monday nitro we started with june uh whatever june like third or 13th of 1996 his debut in wcw then next week you get into the nash debut we're gonna watch that we're gonna watch the culmination and beginnings of and and probably the demise of the NWO as we go here. That's my new thing. Real quick, to put a bow on this Jaguars thing, uh, saw a tweet. The last two free agency periods, the Jaguars have spent $117,500,000 on their starting receiver, receiving core, which consists of Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, and Evan Ingram. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, I saw that like same tweet. Better spend that money. Well, the, the problem is, is that Evan Ingram is such a better tight end than anything that they had to offer. Like, o, uh, O'Shaughnessy was whatever, and I don't mm. even know who's backing him up past that. So it it's like you have to give Eng- Ingram a shot, maybe with less pressure outside of the New York market, even though, again, the Giants have been terrible. But maybe maybe the, the oopsies go away, the drops and things like that, but... Oh man, that's a lot of cash to be throwing around at guys who, I, I mean, they just they they probably aren't worth it salary cap wise in the long run. Well, they aren't worth it under any circumstances. But uh, Ingram, with the thing I worry about is just the the concussions. That's the big concern I would say. If when that guy can stay on the field, stay healthy, he's a good football player. But. Yeah, you worry about the off-the-field stuff. And I guess he is the second biggest free agent tight end signing behind C.J. Azuma, who goes to the Jets three years, $24 million. Really kind of surprised that he ended up leaving Cincinnati. He was yeah. one of their longer-tenured guys. But I, I also understand it because he's not, he's not the most consistent in terms of actual production, right? Like, some weeks he'll have two touchdowns, like seven catches, two touchdowns, like, 85 yards and then other weeks he'll be completely invisible in the passing game so you know i mean the jets are going to try to try to bolster there because i don't know what their tight end situation looks like i really i don't who's the last the last time i knew a jets tight end i don't mm-hmm. i don't even think i've ever known a jets tight end on, so kyle brady ah uh, yeah there we go kyle yes the who could have forgotten kyle brady um so yeah i i mean listen i'll uh I'll gladly take a flyer if I'm a Jets fan on a guy like Uzama, but we need to see more consistency if he's gonna if he's gonna really make a difference there. Well, I mean, I feel like the reason he left is quite simply T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and uh, Tyler Boyd. There's not a lot of balls to go around. There is most certainly not a lot to uh, to go around there. So it'll be interesting to see what the Bengals do to try to fill that position. I mean, obviously Eifert was there for forever. Uzama was there for forever. Uzama took over the number one role after Eifert leaves, and now, now what do you do? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they try to replace that. Do they need to really replace it with a big production guy, or can they can they bring in a guy who 
blocks primarily, you know, protect Burrow more or give the O-line help by being able to use a guy off the off the line like that. I don't know. I would think that's the way you go, but uh, I'm not the general manager of an NFL team just yet. Listen, Looking man. Yes. I was going to say, good, good franchises are good for a reason. Bad franchises like the Jaguars, they stay bad for reasons like $117 million in the players you listed. So what are you doing, Dougie P? Exactly. Well, I don't know. It's, I, who knows if it's Doug's decisions and, and whatnot. Oh, no, it's Trent Baalke. Trent Baalke is the worst general manager in sports. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm pretty confident about that. Uh, offensive tackles hasn't really been a significant one to change teams, so we're going to move past that. Offensive guards eh, hasn't really been a significant one. Oh, sorry. Uh, center is no significant ones. Guards, very significant. Brandon Scherf gets three years, $50 million with the Jaguars. There you go. Lakin Tomlinson, once considered a bust, three years, $40 million from the Jets. Connor Williams goes over to the Dolphins. Austin Corbett goes to the Panthers, three years, $30 million. Um, Mark Lewinsky, three years, twenty with the Giants. And uh, let's see, anything else substantial here? Those are probably the big ones. Roger Saffold goes to the Bills' terms undisclosed at this point. I'd like to be considered a bust and then somehow make three years, 40 million. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd love that. How, how oh. uh, like, I actually think the biggest move is probably the Patriots trading Shaq Mason to the bucks though today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily know. Obviously it's not a free agent type thing, but I think that's a big move because they have to replace, uh, oh, who's the guy that just retired from the bucks. Uh, yeah, um, Mar- Marbit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the bigger of the of the moves of any of those when it comes to guard play. Got to protect, got to protect the uh, the franchise, buddy. Got to protect them for sure. Um, interior D line, DJ Jones goes three years thirty with Denver. Tim Settle gets two years with the Bills. Harrison Phillips gets three years twenty with the uh, Vikings. Um. What else do we have here? And the great Tavon Bryan, Florida zone, gets one year, five million with the Browns. Yeah, nothing, nothing too too intriguing. If we're being perfectly honest, couple of intriguing ones on this next list, though. Gregory, Randy Gregory originally says he's going to resign with the Dallas Cowboys and ends up signing a five-year, seventy million dollar contract with the Denver Broncos, and Hassan Reddick. Comes home, three years, forty-five million with the Philadelphia Eagles. The ultimate take back. The ultimate take back. Like, just absolutely. Like, ah, you know what? I am gonna ah, you know what? Ah, tweet that. You had to delete that tweet, Dallas. We're gonna, we're 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 we're, we're resigning. We're uh, we're signing elsewhere. We're going to Denver. Yeah, you, you hate the circumstances. I forget it was something with contracts and stuff. I I, it, I didn't get a chance to read into it. In the contract, uh, apparently, the there was a a clause put into his contract that was not in his previous contract with the Cowboys. That basically, if he got in any like major off the field trouble or any there was a drug suspension, he would the team wouldn't owe him any money any further. They could cut him out right. He hmm. got a little angry. Uh, the Cowboys swear that it's in everybody's contract except Dak Prescott. And uh, now he's a Bronco. Well, hey, listen. 
them's the breaks, I guess. Uh, like, I understand the Cowboys trying to cover themselves in that situation, but you can't just try to sneak things in there. That's yeah. that's not how contracts work. And that's, they did quite literally try to sneak it in. It was not negotiated. They were talking up till midnight the night before. It was never brought up. Yeah, can't do that. Got you can't you can't negotiate in bad faith. That's that's bad news bears stuff. So uh, I'm perfectly happy to to see him outside of the NFC East and and move along. Welcome Hassan Reddick. I'm I'm more than happy to see a guy, you know, go from playing you know in his his hometown uh, collegiately to then returning to to play for his hometown team. Uh, it's the best. It's the best when those types of things happen. Yeah, home-ish town. I think he's a South Jersey guy. Nah, listen, we're counting it. Okay, we'll count it. Uh, speaking of those Cowboys, Dakota Prescott, the ninth best odds to win MVP at Bavada this year. Do you think he should be a top 10 guy? Uh, No, and I actually think that the, and I understand why they had to move on from Amari Cooper from a salary perspective. Because <laughs> you have to pay Ezekiel Elliott $18 million a year. <laughs> exactly, but... uh. I think that offense is going to be a lot, a lot more lackluster than uh, than in the past. I think he was a guy that maybe he didn't put up the most consistent numbers, but he required attention. Yeah. And unless C.D. Lamb, which he very well could, again, takes a very big step, you're you're really relying on hoping that Gallup can take another step. You lose Cedric Wilson. Like you've lost two of your four big weapons when it comes—they're not big weapons, but two of your four receivers who really contributed last year. Big so it's is fair. It's Amari Cooper. Yeah. Well, Amari Cooper, sure. I didn't want to lump Cedric Wilson into the big weapon category. Well, and big weapon—they're—they're they're more likely than not going to have to release Leal Collins. Yeah. Well, hey, listen—you hate to, you, th- these are things that you just really don't like to see, buddy. I, I mean, I, I bitter rivals. Yeah. Moving on, that's not good. Rooting for those guys, Greg. I'm rooting for them. <laughs> Hope they figure it out. Linebackers, there really has not been a single significant signing. Uh, the biggest the biggest linebacker signing of a player to switch teams, Jordan Hicks, two years, $10 million with the Vikings. I good to see Jordan Hicks still getting paid. I, I like player. that guy. I like that guy. So I'm I'm glad he's still still out there doing his thing. To be honest with you, I I'm very interested to see in a player we discussed last week, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, where where is he going to end up? That's the question. Denver. Ugh, God, nobody everybody got to stop going to Denver. They're in a terrible division. They're in an unbelievably hard division. Stop going to Denver. Come to yeah, the stop NFC. it. Stop it now. Come to the NFC East. You can play Carson Wentz twice a year. You can play Dak Prescott twice a year. And you can play either Daniel Jones or Terod Taylor twice a year. And Jalen Hurts twice a year. So yeah, well, that's come to the NFC East. Yeah, depending, on, depending on what team you're on, you do get to play Jalen Hurts twice a year. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I would, well, look, I would, I would love Wagner and Philly. I don't think it's going to happen. I was bummed. Uh, the Eagles were allegedly right in it for Marcus Williams, but the Ravens made a better offer and they got him. Honey Badger goes to the Raiders. Uh, Jordan Whitehead signs with the Jets today. Really talking about the safeties already. So I think the only like big name safety is still out there is Marcus May. It's not as it's not the giant acquisition you were hoping for. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, no. back. 
Yeah, I guess. I guess that's what you're going to have to do. I didn't realize that. Oh, no, you're not going to have to. I like you can play safety before Sandejo is back. There, oh. as far as I'm, concerned. <laughs> uh, I'm very wow. I'm really surprised. I didn't realize that the, the Chiefs were moving on from Honey Badger. Yeah, they let him go. They uh, they signed just well. Let's talk about the safeties right now. Marcus Williams, five year seventy with the Ravens. Uh, Jesse Bates franchise. Quadre Diggs goes back to the Seahawks for three forty. Whitehead to the Jets. Devin McCourty comes back to the Patriots, one year, nine million. Justin Reed, the uh, other guy, I thought the Eagles would be in on, three years, thirty one point five million to the Chiefs to replace Honey Badger. Xavier Woods goes from the Cowboys to the uh, Panthers, three fifteen. And those are the big players who change teams. Huh. I'm ah, wow, I'm really surprised. The, the Chiefs letting him go is extremely insane to me. I don't know. I mean, I guess you replace him, but it is what it is. He just felt like he, he was kind of the captain of their defense, you know? Um, but hey, hey, everybody's gotta move on. I think there's I think from an Eagles perspective, I don't know what we do in terms of safety. It's going to be really, really hard to fill any sort of spot that makes sense. Well, I, I saw a tweet that suggested honey badger was going to the Raiders, but now I'm not seeing anything of the like I'll bring in the 29 year old Matthew. Yeah, I agree. I guess. Yeah. Why, why not? Why not take a shot at it? I think I, I think that that would be a, a fit that I would like. A guy who brings a little bit of attitude, who can make plays on the ball. Oh, he's a leader. And, yeah, exactly. That that's what you and that's what you need from that position in in football. That linebacker, somebody who can somebody who can sort of command the locker room and the defense on and off the field. I think, and I think he's a guy that can do that. So I'm I'm I'd be more than excited for that to happen. Cornerbacks, two big uh, money signings. DJ Reed signs with the Jets, three years, $33 million. And the big one, J.C. Jackson goes from New England to the Chargers, five years, $82.5 million. The Chargers are just terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even if Khalil Mack's on the back end of the career, he still puts up numbers when he's not hurt. Like, he can still get to the quarterback. He can still do... Uh, you know, show flashes of the Khalil Mack who was so dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is a again scary team, scary division. I don't see how you don't have three AFC West teams in the playoffs next year unless they really beat up on each other, which is a very real possibility. It kind of happened this year, uh, but everybody's getting better in that division except for maybe the Chiefs. They seem to be a little bit stagnant. So I don't know. Eh, the Raiders maybe, but. <laughs> yeah, there's barking. By I don't know way, if it was you. I didn't know if it was you, a dog. Yeah, that was me. No, I very barked. confused. No, I started barking a couple of weeks ago. I've been trying to keep it on the DL, but I mean, you, you, drew, <laughs> you drew attention to it. My apologies. Yeah, for real, man. Trying to call me out like that. Uh, by the way, Khalil Mack plus forty thousand at Bavado to win MVP uh, uh, next year. The same exact odds as one Christian Kirk, who's the third highest paid wide receiver in the. I'd bet on Mac before I'd bet on Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Also the same odds as Miles Sanders to win MVP. Those are too high. Those are way too high, uh, way too low. And uh, yeah, there should be worse for Miles Sanders. Just worse in general. 
<laughs> um, all right, let's let's dig into this. We've got a little a little college basketball tournament that's going to be played. Well, it's being played now. The the first four being played now, but uh, kicks off proper on the seventeenth. I guess I guess let's just talk. Uh, let's talk brackets. Yeah, absolutely. Let's look at this West bracket. The number one seed is Gonzaga. Uh, the number two is Duke. You've got Texas Tech in there at three, Arkansas at four, UConn at five. Uh, other teams of interest, that Davidson team is there. The uh, yeah, Me- Memphis is there at nine. This is this is an interesting bracket. Where do you land on all of this? I, I mean, on the that side, I think it's going to be a very not chalky, but pretty chalky. Um, I think Gonzaga is a pretty easy one. I think Memphis is really bad. We kind of talked about that last year, uh, last year, last week, probably Um, last year too. In fairness, Penny Hardaway has always been a terrible coach. Accurate. Uh, I think that, I I think that we, um, we really kind of covered, uh, like UConn, I think is a, is an opportunity. I don't necessarily know how I feel about Arkansas, but I think they can take on Vermont. I sort of I sort of like Rutgers, even though they seem to be kind of tough getting out of uh, getting out of the home gym up in New Brunswick. But where did we'll, Rutgers? Where's Rutgers land? I'm not seeing them on my bracket. They're are they, they're are the, they the team. They're they're the yeah they're the playing game between them and Notre Dame. I think they beat Notre Dame. I actually didn't even know Notre Dame had a basketball team anymore. They've been that irrelevant over the past few years. So. Um, I just think that Ron Harper Jr., Geo Baker in his like twelfth year at Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, I think they're the better team there. Um I I that Montana State team, as you know, if you've listened to Better's Delight, you understand that I I run the big sky. Mm-hmm. Montana State is a good team. I don't know if they could beat Texas Tech, but they're gonna give them a game. That's gonna be one that comes down to the wire. Uh, but I think Texas Tech pulls it out. Um, I know they want Izzo versus K in the second round. That's like the, this, the, the, Oh, I'm taking, you don't think it's going to get there. Do you think this is a Davidson win? I think there's a very real chance that Davidson takes us out. I know they lost to Richmond in the A-10 final. Uh, but I, I think that there is, I think this is a shot for Davidson here to, I don't think this Michigan state team is very good. If I'm being perfectly honest. By so the way, Davidson I, plus twenty five thousand at Bavada well, win the championship. Well, hey, listen, I I'm not saying win it all, but I think they could certainly win round one. Uh, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I, I think I think as you head into like the Sweet Sixteen, I think it stays pretty much one through. Uh, well, I have UConn because I have Arkansas losing uh, early, but um, I think I think. You have Sorry, no. Losing no, 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 no. I have okay. Arkansas. I have Arkansas beating Vermont. Um, I but I have them. I have UConn beating beating them. And the only reason I have that is because I saw UConn play in person, uh, courtside as as we've all discussed in the oh. past. Uh, and I also just like I just like Danny Hurley. I think he's a good coach. So, um, I think that's and, them. And would still be the best point guard in Memphis, probably. Uh, but I think it's I think it's a one, two, three, five. Sweet 16 on this on the West. I think it's Gonzaga, UConn, Texas Tech, Duke. And then I think it's Duke, Gonzaga. I think it's the showdown, a rematch from earlier this year. Uh, and this is, it's, there's some Coach K magic. He's been losing, 
lose the ACC final, lose that last game in uh, Cameron. If you think Coach K is not making the final four, you haven't been watching college basketball long enough, buddy. That's, think, that's all I'll say. I think the interesting question is how are they losing? They have Paolo Bancaro. They have A.J. Griffin. They have Trevor Keels. They have Mark Williams. They have Wendell Moore Jr. How are they losing? It doesn't make sense, right? I think I, five pros. I think they hit a situation against Virginia Tech where Virginia Tech was just on fire. Like they were running very hot. They got a very big momentum win. They forced an overtime game that that sort of just launched them into the stratosphere. And then they just mm-hmm. couldn't miss. And and Duke plays sloppy when they're behind. That's the only issue. They struggle. They struggle when they're behind in games and if their shots aren't falling as they're trailing those leads just grow and grow for whoever they're playing we saw in the last game against north carolina they couldn't get the the bucket to tie it or the buckets to get close and then they just fell apart defensively but i think this is a team that most certainly could make a final four run well and bancaro fancies himself a point guard which is a problem yes that he, he does a little bit too much of trying to take over the game instead of letting the game come to him a little bit uh, when they get in those situations, sort of like I have to be the the, the hero here, um, and I just don't think that that that's going to be the best option uh, for them. But I, I just they have a pretty nice ride all the way to the four there. If I if this chair's arm moves one more time, I'm going <laughs> to throw it out of the window in front of me. Do it. <laughs> that's some, that's uh, content for content for our YouTube channel. Accurate. Well, when the cameras are on, that's what we'll do. Let's okay. I'll hold you to that. Let's move over to the south. Oh, and by the way, I guess what you're saying here is everyone at all costs avoid Arkansas plus five thousand at Bavada to win the championship this year. Yeah, I don't think Arkansas is nearly as good as that. Uh, that looks so. All right, let's move on to the south. Arizona's the one seed. Nova's the two. Tennessee's the three. Illinois's the four. Also like this Ohio State team at seven. I don't know how I feel about that Houston team at five. Where are you in the South? Uh, I love, I love obviously Arizona in the first round. I think Arizona kind of walks through. It doesn't matter if it's Seton Hall or TCU. I think they walk through to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, oh, yeah. I, I like Houston. I like Houston a lot, honestly. I think, I think it's Houston, Illinois in the second round, and Illinois, despite consistently having solid regular seasons. And I think what they were co-Big Ten champs. I just every time I watch them, I'm not impressed enough by them. Uh, and I think this Houston team can outrun them, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's Houston, Arizona, and the Sweet Sixteen up top. Uh, I think that I don't know how good Colorado State is. But I know Michigan should be better. Uh, I, I think Michigan wins that game. That's been um, one of the really popular upset picks. I think it's because Colorado State's a Mountain West team. Yeah. And I think that that just kind of like you, you the matchup just looks funny because it's the the Power 5 conference team being the lower ranked in this situation. So people just kind of fall for that. Um which I'm fine with. I'm perfectly fine. I'd rather listen, as a man who's watched the Fab 5 documentary 1700 times, I'm perfectly fine with riding and falling with Juwan Howard. So that works for me. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee SEC tournament champions. I think they're a very good team. What does worry me is Rick Barnes never does well in the tournament. Like just right. consist. Like the guy had Kevin Durant at Texas, and I think they lost in like the second round. So mm-hmm. 
not great. Not great. But I think they obviously beat Longwood, and I actually think they beat Michigan in that second round. Um, I just don't like Ohio State, so I'm never going to pick them. Uh, this is not a, oh, remember Loyola Chicago? They went to the Final Four like four years ago. Uh, the coach isn't there. None of the players are either. So they'd definitely, you know, they're definitely going to win. Uh, I'm going to take them only because I just really dislike Ohio State uh, a lot. So is what it is. Um, Nova playing Delaware is so mean to mm-hmm. Delaware. Like, I know Delaware was the lowest. Uh, they were the lowest seed to ever win the CAA tournament, I think. They were a five seed or the first. They were the lowest seed or the first five seed to win it. Um, but them to have to go against Nova, like literally nine, down 95, um, even though I think this game's in like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> Connecticut or somewhere, wherever it is. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. Um, it's very funny that they made that matchup. But I think Nova, I think it's Nova, Tennessee. And I actually think Tennessee beats Nova. I know Nova's guard play is really good. Does it change anything if I tell you the game's in Pittsburgh? The Nova game would be in Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, Hmm. It does make me certainly consider uh, Nova in that game. (sighs) Senior guard play, especially from Gillespie, who's been really lights out. I mean, he was was so good in in the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially clutch late in that final, um, man, I'm still going to go Tennessee. I'm sorry. I hate to do this to you. Kennedy Chandler, good basketball player in Tennessee. By the way, if you want to, uh, you want to steal some money, you can get, you can get Delaware at a thousand to one to win the, uh, to win the championship at Bavada. I'll take, and if somebody offers you plus a hundred thousand on anything, you take, <laughs> they are hot. They are very hot, so I like I like where your head's at. Um, <laughs> Do they have Belgon playing? Uh, no, but honestly, they'd be much much better if they did. Uh, and I think I think Arizona comes out of this one. I think they've been one of the best teams and most. I mean, I guess nobody's been really that consistent, but one of the more consistent teams this season. So, I so like one them. teams come out of brackets. It's bold. It's bold. Look at that. <laughs> Let's move to the East. Baylor's the one seed. Kentucky's the two. Uh, UCLA's the four. Purdue's the three. Other interesting teams, St. Mary's, uh, North Carolina team is in there. Virginia Tech's in there. The Racers of Murray State. And uh, you can forget that that powerhouse that is the St. Peter's Peacocks. <laughs> uh, I, I think Baylor's – I think Baylor obviously walks through Norfolk State. Um the next matchup, the eight nine, I think people are really going to be key on North Carolina because it's North Carolina, but they've consistently been in this like weird eight eight nine game like a bunch yeah. of last few years, and they never win. So I, I like Marquette here. Um, I think North Carolina's big win was it was that game in Cameron, like it was closing out oh, Coach K's sure. Cameron career. That's all they needed for the year. They're good. Wrap it up. Um, I actually like the winner of this Wyoming Indiana game that's getting ready to start uh, over St. Mary's. Uh, I know St. Mary's beat Gonzaga in that game, but I just think there's always that there's always that team that comes out of the first four that that beats the five seed of those five twelve matchups. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I think Iowa or not Iowa. I think Indiana is the team I would actually take overall. But I think either one of these teams beats St. Mary's. Um, 
I think UCLA is a pretty easy win. I think that team is full of experience, obviously going all the way to the Final Four last year. Um, Texas stinks. Uh, they always mm-hmm. stink. Like, no matter what, they're just always bad. How many shots are you going to take at Texas during this podcast? <laughs> Listen, man, I, 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 I want Texas to be good. I love their uniforms. I love Matthew McConaughey. Like, I'm a big fan of Bevo. I'm in on Texas. But their All teams the are just – their teams are just never good. They're never, never good. Uh, you're plus huge, I, I know you're a huge Greg Abbott fan. You've you've uh, donated a lot of money to that campaign. Uh, I, I, yeah, obviously. You should see my political contributions. Uh, they I'd total love to. zero. Would you like to share that on the show? They, they total zero dollars to any candidate ever, ever. Uh, Virginia Tech's just very hot, though, right now. You, you hope, if you're Virginia Tech, that you can carry over the momentum from winning the ACC tournament. Uh, and I think they do in this situation. Um, Yale, Ivy League tournament. I lo- Can I tell you? The Ivy League having a four-team tournament, while I think it should be the entire league, it was a lot of fun. Those two games, the, or the three games, the two semifinals, and then the final. Uh, this Yale team is feisty, uh, but I don't I, – I just think Purdue, despite being another program that just never wins ever, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how good their team is, I think that this is a uh, – this is a win for Purdue. Uh, shout out San Francisco getting back into the tournament for the first time since I can ever remember. I think it's been like since 1997, they said. Um, West Gonzaga making the West Coast Conference just that much better. Like, really. Right quick, San Francisco's team name is? The Dons. Yeah, it is. It's a fire name, dude. It Bill is. Russell, alma mater. Uh, but they lose to Murray State. Murray State's very good. Um Kentucky knocks out St. Peter's and then you just, you get Baylor versus UCLA in the top suite 16 and you get Kentucky Purdue. Uh, you, you take Kentucky in that matchup. Cause again, Purdue does not do, they don't, they just don't win in the NCAA tournament. I am sorry, Purdue. You're the best, you're the best university in uh, Indiana. Um, way better than that other one that has the gold helmets and football. Indiana State. They call that Purdue West. I think, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Indiana State. Um, but uh, no, I think I think they're they're go down to Kentucky. I think it's Kentucky UCLA, and I actually like Kentucky in this one. I think Cal Cal always has those. It's every couple of years he just kind of sneaks one in on you, where they may not be the best team in the regular season, uh, but the the amount of talent that they have, I think this is one of those teams where they can get in there. So can we talk about disrespectful to Delaware? I mentioned Bavada had Delaware at plus a hundred thousand. They've got St. Peter's at plus 50,000, literally twice as good odds to win the championship. <laughs> that's, that's rude, man. I guess they won their conference tournament or their, so are they, they were, uh, well, they were number one. Maybe they were the number one regular season team too. So maybe that's it. But yeah, that is, that is disrespectful. I agree. It's ridiculous. Yeah. St. Peter's. Come on. <laughs> Yelling. Yelling as you, as you should. I'm looking for the this points leaders and and uh, this is this is laid out really poorly. I'm I'm on NCAA.com and I'm looking at the the player stats that they list. They give you minutes, field goal percentage, three point percentage, rebounds, assists, personal fouls, free throws, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, steals, and blocks. Let's not talk about points. Points not listed anywhere. No. How could they? 
I have, I don't have any idea who the leading scorer is. I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> B Banks the third. My guess, Greg. Uh, I don't even know. My guess. <laughs> and I'm not just saying, thank you. I'm not just saying that because I accidentally closed the bracket. <laughs> I'm not just talking about D Banks the third, whose name could literally be anything. It could be Devante, Devin, DeAndre, and all the Derek, Dallas. <laughs> I Dirk. mean, eventually, uh, you mean eventually, you have to be right, right? Well, I mean, you can. We're, we can just make names up at any point. So we probably could. So I feel like, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's hard. Just get the official bracket back over. <laughs> all right. All that D-Banks the third speculation has come to an end. Not because we have a resolution, because no one cares. Because we have the bracket back up in the Midwest. <laughs> number one yeah. seed, Kansas. Number two, Auburn. Number three, uh, Wisconsin. Four, Providence. Also of note, got that Iowa team. You got Keegan Murray and, and the Hawkeyes. You got LSU. You've got that USC team and uh, and the older, less talented Mobley brother, Jacksonville State's there, Creighton, a nine seed. Who do you like here? Uh, I mean, I think Kansas, I think it's Kansas Creighton. Uh, San Diego State, I just, I feel the like they, they never, yeah, they never pull it off in the, uh, in the tournament here. I like, I like Iowa over Richmond because Richmond honestly wouldn't be in the tournament if they hadn't beat Davidson. Mm-hmm. Um, South Dakota State, Providence, I think is is not as good as, uh, yeah, that's kind of exactly what it is. They they were so their their loss in the Big East tournament, they lost by like a hundred. Um, you can't you can't lose like that, and me consider you to be that predictable. And I just think that South Dakota State's a team that is very consistent. All I've heard about with analysis of them is, oh, you know, they haven't lost since December. They haven't done this. They haven't done that. But they're a team that I've consistently won bets on. Uh, oh. They 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 win. They cover. I think that this is a San Diego or San Diego. This is a South Dakota State team that most certainly can upset Providence here. Uh, and, yet, I, I, and yet Bavada has them at plus 60,000. They're not even giving them those sweet, sweet St. Peter's odds to win. These that doesn't make any sense. This is ridiculous. Uh, I like Iowa State over LSU. You can't, you can't get, your, your head coach can't get fired right before the NCAA tournament uh, and me to expect you to win this game. So I'm no, going I'm Iowa kidding. State. No. Um, Wisconsin, I, I like Wisconsin as long as Johnny Davis is fine. I think he will be. Um, and then I, I don't necessarily trust Miami. I, I kind of like USA, a Pac-12 guy. What do you want from me? USC goes through there and Auburn. Jacksonville State was like they won the regular season and they didn't even make the conference tourney final, but they get in because of the weird Bellarmine rule. Hmm. So, uh, Can we talked about Auburn for a second. Yeah. Jabari Smith, their best player, probably going to go two or three in the draft. Jabari Smith is the single most rim-averse forward prospect that we have had in decades. Jabari Smith finishes 14% of his shots at the basket. That is by far the lowest percentage of any prospect who has gone in the first round in a significant amount of time, any forward prospect 
in significant amount of time, tied with Reggie Bullock, a guy who is a three-point shooting specialist in the NBA. That's not great. 14% (laughs) of his, he's 6'10", 14% of his shots come at the basket. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to work from the inside out sometimes, and I I just don't know. I don't know if he has the ability. If he can't show it at these levels, it's gonna be very difficult to show it at the NBA. He's very Rashard Lewis. Eh, Rashard Lewis had a fine career. He had a fine career, but no, he wasn't. Nobody was talking about Rashard Lewis going number one overall. It's a different NBA now, buddy. It's a, di- okay. it's a whole different time. They they take. I mean, Rashard Lewis made sixty. Well. Yeah, it says net worth. I don't want net worth. I want net yeah, worth. Yeah, and at one point, John Conkak had one of the biggest contracts in basketball. What is that? That's mean? fine. I don't know. Rashard Lewis made $151 million in the NBA. And I'm happy for I'm not taking Jesus a shit Christ. on Rashard Lewis. I'm just saying yeah. nobody's saying Rashard Lewis would go number one. Rashard, nobody thought, oh, Rashard Lewis. Like when the, when they were playing the Sonics or the Magic or whatever team he's on, nobody's like, "Oh, we have to shut down Rashard Lewis." He was a complimentary player. Yeah, no, I agree with you. He definitely was the, the the symbol. The symbol for I, I guess it's the Magic. It has to be the Magic because that wouldn't make any sense for it to be the Wizards. I don't think it, it's the Wizards. Yeah, but it no, it says it's as traded to Washington from Orlando, so that's weird. Uh, so he was on Orlando and then eventually played in because it says Washington paid him eighty six million dollars yeah. of the hundred and fifty million. He why he played sixty games in Washington over two years, his thirty one and thirty two year old seasons. Well, listen, congratulations to Rashard Lewis for making one hundred fifty one million, and hopefully the gentleman from Auburn can do the same, Jabari Smith. Rashard Lewis would have been way better in a modern NBA too, but yeah, because he was also a guy who could shoot. Is Quovon Q U O V O N, which is all strong, awesome. strong. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I, gonna name your next child Quovon. That's fine. That, that works for me. That's what um, I'm Okay, uh, I'll take. I, I'm going Kansas and Iowa in the Sweet 16, and Wisconsin Auburn. In another one five three two uh, section of the bracket for me, and then I think we get a Big Ten final. I think we get a Big Ten Elite Eight we're, matchup. We're not worried about that. We're going to be back here to talk Elite Eight next week. Okay, all right. Then we will. We'll, we'll hold we off. Got to make it. every prediction in the world, Greg. I don't have to tell you why I think Gonzaga is going to win. I just oh, see what I did there. <laughs> You're a big Chet Holmgren guy. I get it. I, you know I'm a big Chet Holmgren guy. I absolutely am a big Chet Holmgren guy. I think Chet Holmgren should be the number one pick in the draft. I don't think it should be a conversation. I think people are being stupid. But that's a teaser for another time. Uh, anything else to wrap up the show this week? No, man. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited that baseball's back. I'm excited for the NCAA tournaments, the best, one of the best weekends in all of sports. Uh, I'm very excited that I don't have to get my hopes up for the NBA because the Sixers are dead. Uh, and uh, the Flyers are going to trade Claude Giroux after he plays his thousandth NHL game. So it is what it is. Sports. I'm trying so hard <laughs> to copy this. What is? What's the copy button on a Mac? <laughs> I think it's the there's an Apple button. Maybe <laughs> just push uh, the Apple button. I'm going to go Command C. Let's see what that Command is. Command C is probably copy. Dude. I know, I don't want to brag. 
<laughs> I am the CEO of a, a effectively technology company. And here I am asking, what's the kind of company they want to back? Well, we're not going we're not we're not going public anytime soon, is the moral of that story. Well, hey. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwood. We thank you for listening. We'll see you back here next time.